TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joe Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. And welcome to Two Guys and a Mike. It is indeed the TalkZone.com, your place for scintillating sports conversation. That's what we do here, Brian, scintillating Where? sports conversation. TalkZone.com, my friend. Then how do you explain yesterday? Let your fingers do the walk. <laughs> fingers can do a few other things, too. We'll talk about that after the show. 888-463-6748, our phone number. You can email the show at mike Two. Guys at AOL.com. We're with you up until 11 o'clock Central Time. Double B. It's a big weekend. Super Bowl next weekend, so it's not official. A football Friday. Football Friday! Take it easy. Football! Settle down. Foot! Red Bull! 74. Banjo. Yeah. Banjo. Kind of a little bit of, you know, you get all pumped up for the football. That's the mic. He's the mic. The NFL regular season, the college bowl games, the first round of the playoffs, the second round of the playoffs, the third round of the playoffs, you get to the Super Bowl, you kind of get that football fever going. Yeah. Then all of a sudden you got to, like, take a cold shower for a week. See, I don't. I, I'm perfectly happy doing the Senior Bowl. I'm perfectly happy watching the Pro Bowl. I know it's not real football, mm-hmm. but quite frankly, I like it. <laughs> it's, if it's guys in helmets I'm, hitting each other, I'm pretty happy. I'm waiting for a touch of sarcasm in your voice, but not I'm not hearing it. No. You're actually going to watch Look, the Senior Bowl. Who is it, by the way? North this, against South? or is East it or West? Red against North, Blue? Yeah, exactly, Who? something like that. It, the deal is with me is I could watch like, like six-year-old kids play flag football in the park. Mm-hmm. You know, To me, football is football. You know, I just enjoy the sport. I can watch it in every form from high school mm-hmm. all the way up through the pros. So really... Senior Bowl, fine. I'm just looking at it as what prospects are there for the Bears. <laughs> Who's bad enough that he's going to be a third rounder or lo- later that we mm-hmm. got a shot at picking up? Pro Bowl, I like to see a Bears like a Johnny Knox actually do something in the Pro Bowl. Mm-hmm. It's nice to see a Bear do well. Brian's going to be spending his uh, Sunday afternoon scouting out prospects that have a good offensive line and maybe they have a good base. I like it. You know, we got to have a good base. He's uh he's mm-hmm. quick with his hand. He's got a good first step. Mm-hmm. Uh he does yeah. struggle with a smaller, quicker defensive <laughs> lineman. But when he's got short arms, which also hurts him with that because if he uh-huh. gets the guy too far into him, uh he li- loses leverage. I like the guys that struggle in space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you struggle in space. There's no one around you. You shouldn't be struggling when there's long, As long as you're standing still, they're great blockers, but this guy struggles in space. Tell you what, Jerry Angelo, if you happen to be listening to the show, please don't draft any offensive linemen that, <laughs> quote-unquote, struggle in space. By the way, webcasting folks out there, if you're looking at uh, the fine, good-looking gentleman in the blue jeans and the gray sweatshirt, that is our outstanding engineer and grand entrepreneur, Dr. Randy Myers. He's not really a doctor, but I call him a doctor because what he does, with the technicality here, is worthy of doctoral entrepreneurship. I thought I was, was not aware of that. What the hell am I talking? I about? thought it was because he asked you to cough earlier before the show started. <laughs> no, not so much. Huh? Not, not, the, not the turn and cough. Now you're mixing that up with the radio station. Sorry. But uh, double B, thanks for making the trip down. No, you got a long trip in. Great to have you. And uh, we've got football over the weekend. We also got a big weekend at college hoops. Some good solid uh, 
matchups. I've just started to look at the docket. You're right. We got football. For those of you who are big Australian Open people, you yes. got you got the finals of the men's and women coming up. Two thirty a.m. I don't know if I'll be Ooh. awake. I know our producer David Olson will be taking note. Two thirty in the morning. Yep. Serena Williams takes on Justin Ennis. Yeah. Two thirty. Well, that's. I mean, you got to remember they're like twelve hours time difference between yeah. us and them. I mean, mm-hmm. to them, that's, you know, 2.30 in the mm-hmm. afternoon. Of course, uh, Stephen Jobs from Apple has come out with new technology. I believe it's called the tape machine. Tape machine. Oh, that wasn't Stephen Jobs in no. Apple. I'm sorry. I thought he invented <laughs> everything. But uh, those that are into it that don't want to stay awake till 2.30 in the morning, you can tape it. How's that beta machine going for you? Wake up, have a nice uh, cup of coffee, maybe a little bowl of strawberries, if you will. Bull strawberry, not bad. I go not blueberry bad. or raspberry myself. That's, watch, that's uh, just the way I like it. Watch Little Australian Open. In the men's finals, now you got Andy Murray. Yes. Right? Andy Murray knocked off uh, Marine Silic. Chilich. Chilich? Is a Croatian, yeah. Well, that was close. Yeah, so it's yeah, Andy Murray. Yeah. I didn't catch who won the lake end. Did our Fed win? Federer win. He beat Sanga in, no! in three straight sets. Over Joe Wilfred? Joe Wilfred. Ah. Just another reason you don't name your kid Joe Wilford. I was hoping for a Joe Wilford upset for Roger Federer, one of the great athletes of our time. Brian Bauer uh, will be playing for the championship. Mamas, don't let your babies grow up to Joe Wilford. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I look, you know, and this is a matchup that I believe, if I'm right, the last time Murray was at a is a final of an Open. Yep, he was up against Federer and lost that yep. one as well. So yep. this one should be interesting. The Brits are dying. The Brits are dying to have a guy win. They haven't had a um, open winner since like 1966, I want to say. Mm-hmm. So they're dying for Murray to win. There's like a whole set of countries, not just England. You got Scotland. You got all these Brits mm-hmm. just dying for him to win. Yeah, you know nothing against Roger Federer because he's been a class champion. He is in fact the Tiger Woods of tennis. He is at yes. that level absolutely dominant. But you know what? For an Andy Murray to win. And make all those countries proud and uh, celebrate a little bit. I got to be rooting for an A. Murray on Sunday morning. I'm all for new. When I've seen the same guy win time and time again, yeah. I want to see something different. Oh, I yeah. tell you what, Roger Federer, oh. hard to root against. He's, well, you know what the problem is? He's a nice guy. Yeah. You know, he doesn't come off as a complete jerk. Mm-hmm. And you would think a guy who has won that much money, who's been in that many commercials, mm-hmm. could easily come off as a big jerk. The guy just comes off as a great guy who loves tennis. I mean, mm-hmm. that's all it is. So it's hard to hate the guy. However, it's easy to root for the other guys. You know, you watch with Federer, most of the time he's up against uh, Rafael Nadal. Yep. You know, because those two are one and two in the world. They're fantastic. It's nice to see new people there. That's all I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I just hope uh, we've had enough sex scandals in the area of late with our local Chicago team, certainly with Tiger Woods. I hope that superstar clean boy Roger Federer does not have any cell phone photos that come out, Brian, or... uh, any things that could get him in trouble. We need to have a athlete that is, quote-unquote, clean and we can respect. I've seen him shirtless that, you know. after a match, and quite frankly, I don't think he's taken off too much of his clothes. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. And now in the women's doubles, you have the Williams sisters mm-hmm. in the finals as well. Have you seen any cell phone pictures of Serena Williams? Oh my God, no. Okay. I did see the layout in ESPN, the magazine. Did you see that? I did not. They had naked sports, is really? what they called it. Very not clo- very not clo- the X Games, but the naked sports. No, they co- they they took great athletes okay. and they posed them naked, obviously covering parts that count. Mm-hmm. Serena Williams has got some guns and shoulders, man. That is a. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying a scary woman. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that is a ripped woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's just scary times. Did they use like a tennis racket to cover up uh, Serena? Possibly. No, with her they Wilson, had they had, her, they had her sitting down. Okay. Legs folded Uh-oh. over, and then arms strategically placed across. So there were no props. Mm-hmm. Most of the other people use some kind of a prop. And if you look real closely in the picture, you'll see the top of the head 
of Cleveland Indian pitcher Bartolo Colon peering over the chair. You have to look really, really carefully and observe those pictures, by the way. I was too busy looking at Serena. <laughs> I yes. bet you were. 888-463-6748. Dial it up, folks. Sports fans, phone lines open for you. Double B and the coach at your service right up until uh, 11 o'clock. And you can email us, Mike2GuysAOL.com. Let me throw some Saturday college basketball for you, Brian. Just in case you want to take a break from football, how does, uh, how does Duke from the ACC take it on Georgetown from the Big East? Nice. Float your boat. Duke Georgetown, that's old time rivalry. That's that's a, I like to hear those too. More of the the ones I used to watch as a kid. Mm-hmm. John Thompson, I think it's John Thompson, like the eighth coaching Georgetown. There's like eight. There's been like eleven George uh, John Thompsons coaching. It's just like John Thompson the third, John yeah. Thompson the fourth. Yep. One dies, they just throw another one in. Nobody it knows seems, the difference. I don't know if there's more. Uh, maybe David Olson could check if there's more John Thompsons than there are George Foremans, because you know George Foreman named all what seven of his sons. George. And, well, he also. He named his daughter George? Georgia. Okay. So, so when they yelled Georgia in his house, they uh-huh. just saw heard. Yeah. Well, that was yeah. he. He kids about that. He said that's the reason. When they call the kids for dinner instead of right. you know seven different hey, George, come on down for dinner. Boom. Thirty seconds later, you got eight kids sitting at the table. One well, thing they just look for John Thompson's out there. They don't even interview anybody who doesn't have the name. Yeah. The only weird thing, and I remember this from our radio show, nobody can find John Thompson the second. Really? Somehow they skipped the generation. Maybe he was the one nobody wants to talk about. John Thompson the third is currently the head coach. John Thompson the first, of course, the famous one. Right. Led Georgetown to the national championship. Nobody can find John Thompson the second. John Thompson the second, not into basketball, decided to pursue the world of darts, competitive darts. He's yeah. in England and, somewhere. In the Thompson family, if you're not into <laughs> basketball, you go missing very quickly. I guess so. Yeah. By the way, speaking of missing, if you want, arguably, and I don't know how much this uh, story that Drew Peterson Bolingbrook policeman with the two wives that uh, one missing, one that quote unquote still going slipped on? in the bathtub, could be. And again, I don't know if our national fans are aware of the story. It's probably made it a little bit. He could be the most despicable individual that I have come across or read about or heard about. He was a Bolingbrook police officer. Yes, he was. For those people who don't know, and his wife one day, who by the way looked like she was in her early twenties, very early or late teens, exactly. Maybe. Uh, he was an elderly man. I'd say like 40s, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not off there. Uh, his wife went missing. He was a he was a Bolingbroke suburb of Chicago cop. His wife went missing, and then all these little things started popping up about him. Mm-hmm. You know all, that he and his brother-in-law loaded a blue tub and they put it on a train mm-hmm. and they did this and they did that and and they couldn't really find out where she went. You know, and he started playing the role of, oh, my wife left me, da 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 da. Yeah, but She's probably a, cheating in on a me. snide and smarmy and almost humorous way, really. He was condescending from the minute they started this whole thing, and now they find out his wife before that, mm-hmm. wife number two, three, I believe, the one that was Could killed, be two. the one, the one that... who quote unquote slipped, slipped in the bathtub for a tragic accident, right, yeah, right, slipped in the bathtub, slipped, and now things are coming out that. He probably did it. He was arrested finally. Mm-hmm. They have him in custody right now. But yeah. even when he was is arrested, he, uh, we had I, me and the wife had a disagreement last night. I thought he is in jail, right? I believe so. Okay. I don't think he ever made bail on that. Okay. Because I remember seeing. Him. I hope so. Yeah, they walked him in in the orange yeah. jumpsuit. Yeah. And what was weird about it, he was joking even then with the guards. Oh, yeah. He's he's laughing it up. Yeah. I mean, the guy honestly is acting like he's the king. Uh-huh. Uh, and. Just weird things happen. Yeah. Meanwhile, he most likely, quote unquote, allegedly, so we don't get in trouble here over the internet sports talk, uh, probably killed two people. Maybe. And he's joking about it, bragging about it, making fun about it. 
you know, it, it, it's almost, and this sounds terrible to say, but if someone is sick and deranged and they do something horrible, it's terrible, but, you know, that person's sick and deranged. Drew Peterson isn't sick and deranged necessarily. Well, he might he just, be. He's, he, he's perfectly sane. I don't know if he is. I think he is. He's a little bit off. I think he's just evil. Well, okay, maybe so. But but the weird thing is, it's just the way he handles things. Mm-hmm. From the time it began, every time he saw the press and a camera, yeah. it was smiles for the camera, you know, jokes, mm-hmm. laughing. You know, it was no big deal. Hey, your wife's been murdered. Nah, nah, nah. She slipped in the tub. Ha, 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 ha. You yeah. know, stuff like that. I mean, it's just really weird. I'm not sure how we got off on that particular tangent again. I'm not uh, sure that's a national story. People are John aware Thompson of that. But, uh, that? I don't know. How we went from Duke Georgetown. I was all excited about college basketball, and we ended out on the dismal story of Drew Peterson. But, uh, all right, other games. How about uh, Vanderbilt against Kentucky? This, to me, if you listen to the coach's advice, you love football. Yes. Basketball is my sport. I'm yes. telling you, if you can only pick one game yes, out of the cornucopia of 18 games that will be shown. There's 18 tomorrow games Tomorrow on weekend? TV. Huh? There's 18 games this Well, weekend? 17 unless you count Detroit against UIC. Don't. <laughs> Sorry, Horizon League doesn't do oh, it for man, me. Oh, our UIC team. Well, Horizon, however, no, Loyola, no, 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 I love the Horizon. However, Loyola of Illinois yesterday. They had a two-point lead versus Detroit, I want to say, going into halftime. Loyola against who? Detroit. Okay. They lost by 20. Ouch. That's a bad second half. Ouch. That's all I'm saying. Whatever uh, Coach Jim Weitzel said at halftime. Not good. I wouldn't repeat it. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like the Chicago Bears halftime adjustments. Yeah. Um, other I was going to say the game to watch, if you can only watch one, Vanderbilt at Kentucky. We talked about the Vandy Commodores yesterday. Yeah. Top 25 team having one of their better seasons going up against Kentucky. That going to be a good one. Kentucky, who was number one for like 36 hours and lost. Mm-hmm. So that should be interesting. Mm-hmm. If How about uh, Kansas against Kansas State? I was just looking at that one. That one, if you don't, if you everyone's aware of Kansas, but Kansas State in state, that, my friend's a rivalry. Yes. That's Michigan, Michigan State. That's, mm-hmm. you know, any other rivalry you can think of, that's a big one. Mm-hmm. And Kansas State, very good this year. By the way, they're led by a kid out of the Chicago area. His name is Jacob Pullum. What is the pull of Chicago area people to Kansas? Because I know of like five people personally who went yeah. to the University of Kansas. Well, they're all or American. Kansas State. All American point guard is uh, Sharon Collins out of the city of Chicago. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They, Illinois lost him to Kansas as well. Because yes. they, I know he was on the short list for that. Yep. But it, there just seems to be a strange pipeline from Illinois to Kansas. Yeah, there is. I, you know, an explanation I cannot give you, but you do seem correct. And you're talking beyond athletically too. No, beyond athletically, I, yeah. I just know people, tons of people, mm-hmm. who when I ask them when they where they went to school. Now I locally stayed at DePaul and Northeastern, and a few other institutions. Mm-hmm. But either way, it's just weird how many Chicagoans went to Kansas mm-hmm. and how many Kansas bars there are in Chicago. I can guarantee you, folks, uh, very few people in the city of Chicago get more alumni newsletters or alumni contribution hits to my good friend Brian Bauer, who did attend, I believe, seven different collegiate institutions before finally. Yes. Gaining that degree at DePaul, but I'm, I'm sure every college hits you up, right, for your, you know, th- this is your last chance to contribute no. to the Alumni Association. Only the one I graduated from. I think really? you're only an alumni from the one you graduated from. Now, let's be honest, DePaul is on the quarter system as far as sending out that letter. Yeah. It's like every three months. Hey, Brian, congratulations. Remember, we did give you that degree. How about some cash? Yeah. <laughs> like I didn't give you enough when I was there. Yeah. You know, so the- you don't get a letter from Northeastern, uh, you know, dear Brian, thanks for attending our school for... <laughs> <laughs> Three months about uh, 12 years ago, and then you just, just went to another school, and we uh, would love to have you contribute to our holiday fund for our employees. None at all. No. I, for Check all here, the $25, $50, no. $75, or would you like to donate an ice rink? 
But I'm guessing for every person that comes through the school, you can't really hit them up for cash unless they do graduate. I mean, Hunt's the alumni. You're not. I'm not really an alumni of Northeastern, am there's, I? There's always a way. Because I only if went there for two years. there's cash to be had. Because I went to Northeastern for two years. Am I technically an alumni? No, technically no. no. So then how can they, the Alumni Association ask me well, for Well, the cash? operative word is technically. So they yeah. don't go through the Alumni Association. They go through the Cash Reimbursement Association. Cash Reimbursement. Or they go through some guy named Bruno who wears a uh, top hat, has a cane, and we a couple of We talked about assistants. this earlier. For how much you pay for school, they don't need any more cash reimbursement. I'll tell you a game I, I had circled, and this, this was the game I was going to watch this weekend. Now I may add the Vandy game. Yes, because of your recommendation. Again, I am just starting to watch college basketball again because football has come to a close. Northwestern versus Michigan State. Yes. That's the game I had circled. That's the game I was going to watch at 6 p.m. tomorrow. Northwestern at Michigan State. And, of course, uh, right. you know that could be a complete blowout. Michigan could State be. Spartans, they have could that be. capability, folks. If you haven't seen them play from an excitement level, maybe they're the best team in the country. Maybe not. I'm not a big Tom Izzo fan. I don't necessarily root. For Michigan State, but Brian, this team you don't can root get... for T to the Izzo. <sighs> no, the Izzo. T to the Izzo. I don't. No, I, I just huh. think uh, Tommy Izzo's the, the head's gotten a little bit big, if you know what I mean. Well, you win that much, eventually it's mm-hmm. going to be, honestly. <clears throat> but I appreciate the way they play. I mean, they get yeah. the ball, boom, down on the other end, they get it and go fill your lanes, look for the slam dunk first, dish it out, look for the three pointer. You score a basket against them, you best not celebrate. No, because they get that ball inbounds. Boom! Two passes, three passes, slam dunk on the other end. Thank you very much, brother. Nice. Yeah, tomorrow my sports calendar is full, though. I mean, I, obviously I'm a huge hockey fan. Blackhawks, Hurricanes tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know if you watch mixed martial arts at all, but tomorrow night is something called Strike Force, which is an, a mixed martial arts company. that They, they do Showtime matches mm-hmm. mostly. Uh, they also have the CBS contract where they'll do a, a one-fight grouping every couple of months on CBS. Mm-hmm. Herschel Walker. 47-year-old Herschel Walker. Still probably in pretty good shape. Former Olympian. Yep. Former football player. Former running back for Minnesota and Dallas. Herschel Walker at 47 making his mixed martial arts debut. He's a fifth Mm -hmm. degree black belt in Taekwondo. Wow. Fascinating. I want to see how a 47-year-old fares in this sport. Now for the... I'm going to kick you in the back of the head. (laughs) And apparently, Herschel's voice has got a little bit higher as he has uh, gotten older. He might have taken a couple kicks lower. Now, uh, for those fans, the skeptics out there, Brian, I know you're a big believer. The big dog, Joe Radwanski, lives it, breathes yeah. it, eats it. He's a mixed martial arts guy. He's competed yeah. himself. It's not. This is not WWF. Not at all. You're no. sure? No. This is on the up and if up. If you see the bleeding and the cutting and the cauliflower ears that these I mean, a traditional fighter, if people aren't familiar with the cauliflower ear, mm-hmm. your ear swells up to this gigantic state. Yeah. And that's that's a real fighter, a guy who takes that abuse on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. So, trust me, I've seen enough of these fights that they are totally real. They knock people mm-hmm. out, uh, submission, they will choke people out till they lose consciousness. It, or they tap out, whichever comes first. Mm-hmm. They have taken every aspect of martial arts and, and boxing okay. and just said, do what you got to do to beat the guy in front of you. So it's real. My next Very. question to you, is it sane? Is it humanistic? Is it safe? Should these guys really be fighting at this particular level? Whereas you said, if a guy doesn't happen to tap out in time, yeah. he might tap out, period. Well, I think what was done. They did a study on boxers versus mixed martial artists. Now, mixed martial arts is a relatively new sport. It's been around, yes. I want to say, 10 years, but yeah. it's it's changed its format as to what the... It used to be... They used to call it human cockfighting. 
You okay. put two guys in there and you mm-hmm. beat each other to death, and that's yeah. pretty much the way it was. I know when I was a kid, I mixed my martial arts once. Really? Didn't go well, and that's why I kind of gave it up. Really? That's yeah. why I don't go Fruit Loops and Cocoa Pebbles. I mm-hmm. did that once, and that didn't work out oh. either. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, that's a good combo. No, it isn't. I may have to try that. Fruit and chocolate, bad. Little so gas. anyway, <laughs> little gas. Um, so they changed the rules of mixed martial arts. I mean, there are certain things you can and cannot do now, which are more sane. And they've done a study that says because of boxing in the, the thickness of the gloves, so it doesn't hurt your hand when you hit somebody. That it's actually become, there's more head injuries in boxing. Now, again, your sample size is a little bit different because boxing has been around a lot, lot longer. But there's more head trauma in boxing mm-hmm. and boxers than there have been in mixed martial artists. Interesting. Now, again, it's still early. I mean, these you got to remember, this is a sport that's only been around 10 years. I'm sure mm-hmm. you're going to find some, some physical problems that these guys have down the line as well mm-hmm. because they're just taking a pounding. So what you're saying is, and again, you know, we watch... TV all the time. You watch, you know, fights on TV. You see people yep. punching other people. Yeah. I don't know how many people realize. Not that I've been in a lot of fights before in my life, Brian, but you actually hit somebody. It hurts with your fist. We might uh, stage via webcasting. We might do this maybe on air next week, David. Also, we could have uh, you know an actual punching just to demonstrate how painful <laughs> the fist to punch you. <laughs> might be. I don't know if our general manager Chris Whitting is available, but uh, I'll be the first to nominate him. But it, I mean, it. You know, on TV, right? You know, you're yeah. smacking the guy, no problem at all. It kills. Well, you I've, break I've, your, you I've taken break martial arts most of my life. I, I took Taekwondo, Jun Fan, Kali, uh, and and a little bit of uh, Judo, but and Hapkido. Thought, thought that was the starting five for the Chinese national it, basketball team. It, it is actually as well. But <laughs> here's the first thing I learned is if you don't have your hand in the right position when you punch, mm-hmm. I, and again, you're not gonna be able to see this on TV. But you see that bone that's sticking up? That's not good. That's because the bone got jammed into the wrist when I punched wrong one Uh time and jammed it up. Well, for our webcasting fans out there, for my own edification, just in case I get into a little bit of a tumble this weekend, got a couple of big basketball games, you never know how rough things can get. What is the proper way so you don't hurt yourself to actually strike force? You want to to lock in your wrist, and you're actually aiming to hit with the first two knuckles, your middle finger and your your forefinger, if you will. Mm -hmm. Those are what you're aiming to hit with. Because if you don't go in, if you go mm-hmm. in kind of lop, lopped okay. out, okay. you know you're gonna you're gonna break your wrist okay. or you're gonna hurt your so hand. You gotta got lock the wrist, and you're gonna break your hand. I mean that that's the big thing, and people don't understand. I I bounced for a couple of years in college as well. Mm-hmm. The, there there is so like, you can hit a guy ten times and think you're fine, and all of a sudden the adrenaline goes away and your hand swells up to the mm-hmm. size of a balloon. You it's unbelievable. Have, you got cauliflower hand. You got cauliflower hand. You got to wow. put it in nice and eventually go down. Right. It's, a, it's a little bit more tactical. And what I like about mixed martial arts, it's not just about standing in front of the guy and, and pounding on him. A lot of the guys who are extremely successful are guys mm-hmm. who were great college and high school wrestlers mm-hmm. because they have the takedown ability and they know how to use that. Mm-hmm. I just hate to see it when, when I see some get, get somebody getting pounded like that. Yeah. And it's true even in boxing, too. I always worry, even if they get up, what they're going to be like in 10, 15, yeah. 20, 25 years. I worry about that long-time damage. But for the mixed martial art fans out there, that event is who, tomorrow when, night, and where? Tomorrow night, Strike Force. They're fighting out of Florida, uh, 9 p.m. Chicago Florida. time. That's Central Standard Time. What, what TV station? I believe Showtime. Showtime is covering it, and Herschel Walker making his debut. I'm dying to see this. Is he the only celebrity? No, he's the only celebrity. They have a bunch of regular fighters okay. that are going to be on the t- card as well, but this is the only guy that people, I think, on a regular basis will know the name of. Hugh Grant is not uh, scheduled to fight? That would be awesome. I would love to see... Possibly take, a Vince Vaughn? Take a Tom Cruise in the super <laughs> lightweight division versus somebody uh-huh. and just throw him out there. Mario Lopez, if you will, mm-hmm. and just let them beat on each How other. About maybe like a Martin Short? Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's the... 
That's the Uber flyweight division? Is that yeah, what that is? Yeah, you know, throw that out as a daily quandary. If you could pick one uh, Hollywood actor out there, God forbid, an actress. Maybe that would be the way to go. Who Even would you like strike, to see compete? Strike Force actually has female fighters. Oh, no question. Oh, yeah, I've seen yeah, some very good ones. Fantastic, yeah. yeah. All right, we'll throw that out there. If you want to, you know, what what actor would you like to see competing in a, a mixed martial arts? To me, it would be Hugh Grant. 888-463-674. Are we, are we going living or dead? Yes. Yes. So I can go any way I want to go? Uh, I'm, I think of the bigger guys. I would like to see a John Candy in a super heavyweight. I asked Brian last week if you'd like to interview anybody, anybody, living or dead. Who would you like to interview? You know what Brian told me? The living one. Nice. Thank you very much. All right, we're taking a quick break. David Olson, our producer, you can't see him on the screen, folks. The good-looking one on the other side of the screen. For the females out there, I apologize deeply. But David Olson. Not only married, but apparently happily married. I know it's discouraging, but what can I tell you? Uh, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, some more football talk. The Senior Bowl. It's a football Friday. Football Here Friday. Blue. Football Friday. Red. Split lab. Split lab. Bunny ride. Bunny ride. Blue. 42. Red. Hut, 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 hut. Hey. Ho. Hey. Hey. Ho. Calls on two guys and a mic. Call 888 Go for it. And we are back indeed in the talkzone.com. Thank you for joining us. Beautiful Friday. Hope everybody has a uh, outstanding weekend. Plan sports and or otherwise. Double B and the coach with you up until 11 o'clock Super Bowl next weekend. By the way, the Music has been set, and we'll, of course, get in-depth into the breakdown of New Orleans and Indianapolis. We're not going to do it today, but uh, certainly as the week goes on, it's going to be a great ball game, good matchup. But the uh, musical, the musical uh, set has been determined for the Super Bowl, if you're keeping score at home. Yes. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if you got notes or not. we got Queen Latifah. Queen Latifah. We'll be doing uh, God Bless America. Yeah. Which is not bad, actually. Whatever the over-under on that is, take the over on mm-hmm. minutes for that. I believe it'll be well over a minute and a half. Okay. Go on. Got a good voice. I'm a big fan of God Bless sure. America. No. Then we will have uh, Carrie Underwood. Carrie Underwood. The ex-female friend of... Tony Romo. Tony Romo. Yes. And wonderful legs. Carrie Underwood. Uh, will, uh, wonderful who? Legs. Take have it you easy. seen her legs? I think she's gorgeous. Go on. Okay. Uh, Carrie Underwood will be singing the national anthem. 
take the under on the amount of time sung for the national anthem. I get the feeling with Carrie Underwood, Brian will take the under no matter what the the bet is. Her, the under, the over, whichever way I can take it. But I'm just telling you because there's a bet how long these songs actually go. I'm saying take the over. There's a bet for everything. Take the under on the Carrie Underwood, though, is what I'm saying. Very good. And then finally, uh, as I think most football fans are aware, ad nauseum, uh, because they've been pubbing at the halftime the featured group will be? The who? 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 Yeah, who? who? Who's on first? When? Who's at halftime? Where? Uh, I would take the under in cardiac arrests of actual singers playing. <laughs> when did we start? I mean, I realize this happened with the, was it Janet Jackson with the, the I hope there's show? not a bet on that. Uh, there should be. There should be how many who guys will actually go down with some form of cardio infraction. Clear! <laughs> beep, beep, beep. beep. But I'm just saying, I, I realize that that with the whole Janet Jackson thing, the nipple gate, if you will, mm-hmm. now they're afraid of taking more modern people and putting them up there. They're going with these older eggs. But really, the who? I, I wasn't even aware they were still touring. I mean, do they put them back together for this? What is the reasoning? I don't think they were touring, to be honest with you. Right. Maybe, maybe they were beginning a... Re- or- Renewal tour and this Maybe. was to like kickstart. Right, listen, I, I'm all for older acts. I, I liked mm-hmm. the Who when I was a kid. I, you know, I, I probably still have a couple of CDs mm-hmm. laying around the house. But but I got to be brutally honest with you. I, this is kind of scraping the bottom. I mean, mm-hmm. was it last year? It was Paul McCartney, or was that the year before? Yeah, uh, li- recently they've done Paul McCartney. Yeah. Uh, they've done Aerosmith. They've done now Aerosmith's been able to kind of Springsteen. Springsteen may have been last may have year. Been last I think year. so. But again, now you're you're starting. Or, uh, uh, Bono. You too. You too. Uh, see, I like you too. Mm-hmm. I think you too is still an act that, that puts out new stuff. Mm-hmm. I think when you start getting into this safe, we're going to go with older acts. Mm-hmm. I think you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot. You got a chance to do something bigger. Mm-hmm. Do something bigger. Right, so there's your musical interlude, and for those not aware, Dan Deardorff. Maybe singing a quick solo before the Who comes on. Oh God, no! <laughs> Have you listened to Dan Deardorff this year? <laughs> get down the lineman, you know he's got to be bad in yeah. space. <laughs> I think Dan Deardorff is going to be singing uh, the, wing, the wings beneath my feet. The I wing. believe that will be at the Who signed that? The already? wind beneath my wings, maybe yeah, yeah, not the wings beneath my feet. The wind Mercury. beneath my that? wings, with Dan Deardorff. <laughs> Quite frankly, I'd rather hear that than the Who would have to. That might be entertaining. Well, as far as I'm concerned, you know, just get a choir together. Dan mm-hmm. Deardorff, get uh, John yeah. Madden out of the booth yeah. somewhere. Uh, Brett Musburger, Brett maybe Musburger. singing, a, you know, a, a, like a show tune. Just from, have uh, the three of them come out there and do something. Maybe get one more guy for a barbershop. Dick Ebersol, what's he doing? Get him together and they'll Dick do... Dick Enberg, you mean. Enberg, sorry. Just get him together and they'll do like a, a barbershop quartet of songs at halftime. I, I'd pay to watch that. <laughs> they have nice hats, you know, little, little bow ties. Yeah, it's I, actually not a bad idea. I'd, I'd pay for that. I'd yeah. stay through halftime yeah. for that. Yeah. Instead of taking a long bathroom break, which apparently you will be doing. No, no, no. Ref- huh? Refuel on food. Oh, that, okay. That's... that's that's my halftime yeah. deal, more yeah. more than that. By the way, you make a, a tremendous chili, which yes. I have never been invited over to your house, but I'm hoping to sometime <laughs> in the near future. I'm figuring if the next 29 minutes of this show goes well. Yes. I got a shot at getting invited this year, but the chili you make is a world-renowned here in the city of Chicago. That doesn't make sense, does it? World-renowned. No, in the city of Chicago. How about be city more regionally, renowned? regionally renowned. It's more, regionally more than, yeah, renowned, but uh, what? A couple of, uh, no, don't give it all away, but a couple of key ingredients. In the unique three-day simmer that is the Brian Bauer chili. It is a three-day simmer. It starts on Thursday with the basics, just the brownie of the meat and throwing in some of the spices and letting it kind of just kind of sit there with itself. By the way, it Um, takes four days 
I won't give Actually, you any... after you eat it from Monday through Thursday, it's right. four more days of simmering, if you know I, what I, mean. I won't give you all of the ingredients. I won't give you any of the spices, because okay. that's kind of where I think the flavor comes from. But mm-hmm. but a key ingredient that nobody ever uses that I like to use in mine, ground lamb as well as ground beef. Ground lamb? Yes. I think it gives you a nice little extra flavor. Taking notes on I'm just that. saying. It, it gives you a little extra kick to it. it mm-hmm. It's something really nice. It gives, it gives a nice little thinner uh, just flavor. Just a little flavor. teaser. Any yeah. chance on uh, next week's programming that you might divulge a couple of the sequels, sec- secret spices that you might put in that chili? Some. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you some of the, okay. some of them, but I won't okay. give you, yeah, the big one. It's probably the no. most guarded secret outside of uh, the I, formula I for I started coke. this formula when I was 18 years old. Okay. Like, this was just something I did because I love chili, and I always wanted to make the perfect batch of chili. Okay. So, sorry when I was 18, and every year it's changed till about three years ago when I got just a unanimous, this mm-hmm. is it from... From the crowd that came in. I only make it once a year for Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I had to send one batch to my mother and one batch to my my mother-in-law. Another batch to the coach. Definitely. Uh, so it just, But again, it's just something I do once a year because it's a mm-hmm. three, four-day process, and I really enjoy it. Now I have to ask you on behalf of our uh, fine, young, law-abiding listeners out there who might be uh, purchasing some of your chili in the near future. Yes. Based on the fact that you said you started when you were 18, I'm assuming there are no illegal ingredients in this chili, I don't want to get our listeners in trouble. There is beer in it, but it is it is cooked off. So technically, alcohol once but cooked no, off is nothing, no longer alcohol. Nothing grown yeah. in the backyard. Nothing, no, nothing. none. There are, just checking. There might be some spices may have come from my backyard, but not those spices. <laughs> not of you know the illegal no, variety. No, okay. not at all. All right. I don't know how special your special chili was. All right. Anyway. Everyone's happy when they're done with it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, that's what I was saying, too. If they're that happy, that's why I had to ask about the ingredients. All right. 888-463-6748. Everything from mixed martial arts to the Australian Open this weekend. Let us not forget also on the docket, PGA Golf, beautiful Tory Pines Country Club in San Diego. Your leader. After round one, by the way, he shot a 64. Scott Piercy. Piercy. And this which is my pro- new favorite game with you is leader after round right. one, which means who's eight or ten under. There, you know, outside of getting married to Drew Peterson, yes. there's no better way to disappear no. than the lead after round one of a PGA tournament. <laughs> That's true, I mean, though. I guarantee you, we'll never hear again of Scott Piercy. Maybe, maybe we'll hear one more time at the end of the year when he's leading some other thing after the, after yeah. round one. Yeah. You know, it's just like the Bob Smith Classic out in. Pompano Beach, Florida. But yeah, no, it's just so funny because you hear these names on round one, and my first instinct is always, who's this guy? And then by round three, he's mm-hmm. gone completely, and there's people you've actually heard of in, in the charge. Mm-hmm. By the way, John Daly, the slimmed down version of John Daly. Yeah. I looked down the charts, too. It's a pre preparation for the show. Really? Dead last. Ugh. Dead last. A Tory Pine, San Diego shot a 79. So <laughs> apparently, the weight loss not helping. A young John Daly. What's, or an old John what's Daly. part of there? Seventy two? Yeah, but it was a beautiful day. And I mean every everybody was shooting under. Right. So if you shot you, one so or two. So how did he shoot seven over is my question. Yeah. That's that's, that's, that's what I'm trying no, to figure he, out. He, he's John Daly. The picture of inconsistency. That's just unbelievable. You know, he's usually good for like a ten or a twelve on one hole. Right. When he just you know When he implodes. Depending on how sadistic you are, it can be actually entertaining to watch. But he's good <laughs> out of one, every 18 holes. There's going to be one implosion. Well, it's about a golfer who who lowered his handicap last year down 20 points, mm-hmm. but he's still 
battling close to that 100 marker. Mm-hmm. I, I totally understand how you can just completely yeah, implode. I think that, Where you just, your mind snaps like a twig and you're, yeah. you don't care and, you know, you no longer have any touch whatsoever on the hit and you're just uh-huh. so mad on that one hole that all of a sudden you pop a, a measly 10, 11. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Yeah, there it is. Scott Piercy at the leader of the board. John Daly in the back end. PGA tournament. Phil Mickelson, his first tournament of the year. Tiger Woods. Not yet no. attending PGA tournament. No. Yeah. He's in the he's in Mississippi somewhere getting sexual addiction. We think so. Counseling. Counseling. I hope hey, he's getting counseling. It's, uh, it's Tiger. I need you to do me a huge favor. Um, can you please uh, take your name off your phone? My wife went through my phone and uh, maybe calling you. So if you can, please take your name off that and. Um, Sadly, that was a message for John Daly that he left. I, it was just kind of awkward for all of us. Yeah, it was nice, <laughs> nicely done. Almost sounded like the real tiger. It was a real tiger. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. All right, real quick, as long as we're going over uh, titillating tidbits. Are and, we? Uh, news and notes from the weekend that is and soon to be was. Um, my favorite story from the paper this morning. The Vancouver Winter Olympics coming up in a couple of weeks. I don't know if you've caught oh, the fever yet. Canada. No. I, I get I get there right when I watch the opening day ceremonies. That's yes. when the fever begins to hit. Yeah, well, it, it, probably true for most people. Now I've got like a little sniffle. The yeah. fever comes later. I, I think yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of people. You're right. Not that into it. You no. know, and even people making jokes about it a little bit. No, I'm not there yet. There's some, but when it happens, when you start watching, I think we all get caught up into it. Yeah, I think so too. The, the human interest story. But my favorite story from the weekend: Johnny Weir. The iconoclastic skater for the U.S. Uh, figure skating team. By the way, you seem obsessed with this guy. Huh? This Johnny Weir guy. Johnny Weir. Am I right, David? I mean, how many times has he named Johnny I Weir do. in the last three weeks? I just talk about a figure skater. I enjoy. You seem obsessed with a figure skater. A little bit. I enjoy the fact that uh, you know here's a guy <laughs> who's got a chance of winning gold, silver, or bronze in either the men's or women's division. <laughs> I appreciate that fact. But here's apparently, and I, you know, I've been watching the qualifying, but he's been wearing a um, a fur skin oh, outfit, but it's been made of a real fox. So all of a sudden, the animal rights activists have been giving him death threats to a, to a figure skater, to a figure skater for wearing the fox fur. So it said in the paper, Johnny Weir will be changing his outfit because of the animal rights activists and the hate mail and the death threats that he's been receiving, and will be now going to an artificial fur. How low in the world has PETA sunk where they have to attack a figure skater? <laughs> just, I mean, that's about it. Johnny, the, we're no less. I mean, come uh, on, first my of, guy. First of all, I know he's your guy. We yeah. all know he's your guy. Yes. If I were or your my wa- girl. If I were your wife, I'd be worried at how much he's your guy. Not to worry about it all. I'm just saying, sometimes I'm thinking you look at your wife late at night when you wake up, nope. and she looks a little like Johnny Weir. No. Nope. <laughs> Last night it was uh, like uh, Lamont's very own Evan Lysiak. <laughs> I'm just saying it seems awfully strange that you're so obsessed with him. I, I mm-hmm. personally am just not there yet. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen some of the downhill qualifying. Uh, my sister, unbelievable Winter Olympics fan. She loves every Olympics, but she she watched all the figure skating from qualification all the way through. Mm-hmm. She can't wait. I'm just not there. I'm, I'm the only one I'm really jacked up about mm-hmm. is hockey. I cannot wait for yeah. Olympic hockey. Last night, the Sharks and the Blackhawks played. There were 14 Olympians. Between the two teams, yep. I mean that to me is impressive. And that Olympic hockey is it's outstanding. outstanding. I, you know, it doesn't sound like much, but the rink, 
I don't know if it's longer. Wider. But the rink is a little bit wider. Yeah. Not much. I don't know. Maybe two, three feet. Doesn't matter. But I know from watching the match, it's amazing how much that two, three feet wider. I'd love the NHL to yep. do it. The athletes in hockey now are so, or I should say the hockey players, mm-hmm. are so athletic that when it's a wider rink like in the Olympics, you can really see not as much hard hitting or fighting, no. but you could see the athleticism of the players show through. The speed, ability to get around a player, the yeah. quick hands, the movement. Uh, I think it plays very much into... Uh, the quicker, smaller, faster player than it does the big bruiser. That's why you won't mm-hmm. see a lot of that in, in hockey. I will say this. The NHL, they kind of took the, the concept of more space. When they decided in OT you're going to go four versus four instead of five versus five on the, on the actual ice, not the goalies. Because that just opens up the space that people have to work with and makes a more entertaining mm-hmm. game. So I like the concept of that. And you got to remember, a lot of these games, you know, hockey was invented who knows when. Basketball was invented, you know, who knows when, long, long time ago. The athletes are bigger now. Yeah. They're bigger. Yeah. They're stronger. They're quicker. So, you know, I know you're breaking tradition. I understand that. But when you look at a basketball game, now that court's too small. Yeah. The, the, the lane, the paint. For the pros. The three-second yes. lane, way yeah. too small. Yeah. Why they not like the Olympics do make it a better game? Or the Olympics, do the Europeans still have that weird, like, oddly yeah. shaped, yeah, the, yeah. See, the key that they have in an NBA? Uh, to me, it, I'm with you. Uh, last year you saw Dwight Howard, who was in the slam dunk contest yeah. in the NBA. He's bigger than the lane itself. He actually brought a second basket out for his special dunk, had it jacked up to 12 feet, because the other basket's just too low for him. It's just that easy for the guy. Mm-hmm. So you're right, as these guys get bigger, faster, you'd expect it to get a little bit bigger. But again, we look at football, same dimensions forever. They haven't gone to a 110-yard field unless you're in Canada. So, it, you know, mm-hmm. it just makes it a little bit more entertaining. Nah, little news and notes, titillating tidbits were uh, all over the board today in the sporting world. Lots of stuff coming up this weekend in our pre-Super Bowl spectacular. Maybe a bye week, Brian, but uh, it is still... A lot of sports activity going on, and of course, next weekend we will have for you the Super Bowl, and all week along we'll be talking Super Bowl, breaking down the game. So we'll have Football Monday, Football Tuesday, Football eh, Wednesday, eh, Football Thursday, eh. Football Friday, Friday, Football Friday, Blue, Blue, 22 Blue, Reds, Blue, set, Blue, 35, Blue, 24, right, 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 hut, hut, hut. We've got to take a break. David our producer, quick break, back for our final segment, TalkZone.com, two guys, one mic.
Time to get back to Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn. By the way, if anybody has a really bad headache out there, I do not recommend listening to the music during our break. I kind of like it. It's soothing. Really? Yeah. It's, uh-huh. This one especially. I like I had this cut. Mild, mild, mild headache at the start of the show. I now have uh, probably a level 7.3 migraine. Really? Thank you very much. Sorry to hear that. See, David takes this stuff personally. David, I'm just kidding over there. Our fine oh, producer. Oh, bitch, bitch, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, our, apparently, uh, David, a rough week for David. I can only hope with uh, Carrie Underwood doing the national anthem and the Super Bowl that next week will be a better one for David. Apparently, the entire week of engineering and programming that he did this week. Yeah. Was wiped out in about 15 minutes yesterday. Oh, that's so. Not good. When I talked to Dave this morning, uh, well, not, even worse, he had to listen to our show yesterday for two hours. That was enough to not, make you, know, you want exactly. to wipe it out. Well, that, yeah. That's normal pain. I think he's come to expect that. But you're right; it was two hours yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> so I brought in a picture of Queen Latifah <laughs> and told him, uh, you know, the Queen will be singing "God Bless America" just to spruce him up a little bit this morning. It didn't help. It did not help. By the way, going back to your Johnny Weir discussion, I just saw uh-huh. this guy's picture for the first time. Yeah. Really. Well, it's, more it's, importantly, it's, if I could take a shot at the uh, animal rights activists out there. Well, get over it, too. Uh, you, I mean, you know, just, and, and they've got a point, and I'm all about that. Nah, uh, I don't think they have a point. Oh, come on. No. Like, Cruelty to animals. They're, they're definitely Cruelty. Is, when you talk uh, about testing, is that what? Uh, you're, you and I get into a fight about this. Yeah, thing. you're right. Because my, my, my mom was a chemist for Baxter Labs, and I, I'm firmly aware of what what they do with testing and how it's done, but why it's done as well. So mm-hmm. I, I understand that portion of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, wearing a fur, I, I've never really had a problem with it. Well, you haven't had a problem with it because you're not a member of the Fox family or the raccoon family. I know a guy named Josh Fox, though. That if you were born into the <laughs> raccoon family, you know, here you are, a human being. I don't have a problem with it. I don't. Well, you're, you're, of course you don't, as you I, lightly put that. Meanwhile, some poor animal listen, died so that you don't have a problem. If I'm going to eat food, yes. all right, if I'm going to eat meat... From animal. If yep. I'm going to eat cow, I have no problem with you taking the skin of that cow now and turning it into a leather jacket. Okay. To me, because okay. You've, so already, the animals already you've already used the product for something. <laughs> you might as well use the whole animal for something. <laughs> all right. You know, the same goes for all of these animals. I have no problem. Plus, okay. if you don't hunt animals, and I know there's going to be like a big bit of an issue <laughs> with you, there's overpopulation. Have you been down Manhattan, or was it Cumberland recently? Mm-hmm. 45 deer yes. in the forest preserve the other yes. day. And there, having, there are so many deer out near the inner. I actually saw a deer dressed with a hat and a flashlight directing traffic at about 7 o'clock last night at one of the intersections. I think it was Rand and Central. Cumberland and Irving Park, I had one out there with a cup saying, how about helping a brother out? Yeah. You know, <laughs> the fact of the matter is, you, there is a reason that people do hunt. I personally don't. But I'm just saying there is a reason for it, and I understand it. And sometimes I think the PETA people... Take it way too far. They do indeed. Way, way too far. far. But on the other hand, you know, while you're eating your steak or your chicken, do you step back and think about once in a while that, that you know, there's a cow that got killed? And don't give me this overpopulation crap. How would you like if there was a superior being? And look down on us as an overpopulation. They start wiping out some of us. Yeah, it wouldn't be such a bad thing sometimes, honestly. No, but I honestly do. I mean, you got to remember. You, my, I may become an animal rights activist before the show. My, back, my background is this. Both of my parents come from farms in their pr- respective country. Okay. So whenever I've gone back to go visit my grandparents or my mm-hmm. relatives, I've been on a farm. I've fed mm-hmm. animals. I've watched animals be killed for okay. food. Mm-hmm. I understand where they come from and why it happens. Mm-hmm. I think the problem with a lot of Americans is they don't. They eat their prepackaged chicken. 
you know, that has no bones in it. It's just a ginormous chicken breast, and they don't really put one and one together as to where that meat came from. I mean, that bothers me more than the people who actually use the meat well, I assume and understand was, where it comes from. I was so, I'm one of those guys. I assume that giant chicken breast, I'm not a big bone guy. I like the, the big giant chicken breast. Are you telling okay, me it now, does not come from an actual chicken? It does, but picture the steroided chicken that oh, that thing came from. Oh, okay. I mean, to me, give me a, I'm more for a farm where the guy takes care of the animals himself, kills them himself, and eats them himself. Mm-hmm. I don't mind bone in my food because I understand where it came ah, from. Interesting to aspect. me, the people who don't are the ones that bother me more than All anything right. else. Next steak I order is going to be a bone and ribeye. Nice. Based on that. One of my favorites. Very good. <laughs> Brian Bauer, any animal rights activist like to talk to Brian? Uh, no 888-463-6748 or you can reach him at home this weekend at his home phone number, which is? None of your business. <laughs> Animal rights. They have rights. They can be cooked medium hey, rare, way, rare could... medium, well done, whatever rights you want. <laughs> if I could uh, make a quick comment on, now that we've all analyzed the State of the Union address. Yes. And my guy Barack Obama. Yes. Who, you know, if you're grading the speech, it was about a C plus. Barack's gotten a little bit stale, and I say this. His speeches are always good. I, He's and a, I'm, I'm not no a question. Yeah, He's I, a phenomenal orator, yeah. but... You know, we've been there, done that. It's not, it, it's not tinging us as much as it used to when it was brand new. Right. So, you know, the speech was good, but it was not groundbreaking. I'll give it a C plus, B minus. And again, I'm a Barack guy. But right. if I could liken this to the first year of what I will hope will be a eight year regime for Barack Obama. All right. Seven more years. Let, let's get through I'm going to throw out a sports analogy here. Ryan yeah. Sandberg and Gordon Beckham, which is very near and dear. To our Chicago sports fans, Ryan Sandberg, the Hall of Famer for the Cup. Yes. Gordon Beckham, the uh, White Sox rookie last year. Last year. Second year, uh, near sensation, had a great rookie year. Yes. Ryan Sandberg started out his Cub career one for 28. Is that true? Uh, close. 0 for 33. He was brutal in the beginning. Huh. And they what they traded him for uh, who? Ivan De Jesus. All the Cub fans were saying another bad trade was Dallas Green. I think was the general manager GM back then. Yeah. Gordon Beckham, who ended out near Rookie of the Year candidate. I don't know if you remember his first 15, 20, 25 at bats. Swing and a miss. Swing and a miss. It was not a good start for Gordon Beckham. Barack Obama's first year, a little bit rough. But watch out. He's going to pull a Ryan Sandberg. He will pull a Gordon Beckham. He will get hot. Barack, my guy, Obama, will be a Hall of Famer before it's over. Really? Because some, rough first some people say that Barack Obama reminds him of another Cub that came out, but he went the opposite direction. Came out really hot. Not Carmen Fanzo. No, no. Came out really hot. Four home runs on opening day. Oh, no. Everybody loves no, Tuffy Rhodes. Tuffy Rhodes. And everything that Barack Obama came out so hot to start Tuffy it all off. Rhodes. And then he's going to wind up in Japan playing Here for the Japanese go, League. Tuffy Rhodes. <laughs> It's been long. I'll never forget that. He hit three, I will know. He hit, uh, three homers. Three opening homers on opening day. Yeah. And he was never seen again. Yeah. He never did Although, a single thing again. To be fair. Yes. To be fair to our guy Tuffy, in case any of the Rhodes family is listening, he had a phenomenal career in Japan. Unbelievable. I think he yeah. broke the home run record. Yeah. yeah. Of Sadaharo. Oh. 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 Right? Yeah. yeah. No, he was. A, yeah. So, but it's unbelievable how a guy starts off so hot. And then just kind of fades away. Not a third cup. No, no. Not a third cup. Uh, it's not unbelievable anymore because we're used to that. So uh, have faith in my guy, Barack. Oh, and finally, my favorite moment. As I analyzed the State of the Union address on tape, I was breaking it down really? on tape, taking notes. No, not really, but it sounds good for <laughs> internet sports not. stuff. <laughs> yeah, go on. When he was strong enough, this is one of the few scintillating moments when he stepped out of the normal. And I don't know if you read this or heard this, but he actually took a shot 
he took a shot at the Supreme Court. Yeah. Right? Yes, he did. Nicely done. And if I could say so myself here on Sports Guys Talk Politics, a much deserved shot at a ruling that the Supreme Court overturned 5v4 that reinstated the, and I'm not going to get into all the technicality of it, of campaign finance reform, right? It, right? it basically got rid of the Campaign Finance Reform Act, which means, and again, without getting all the details, it opens the floodgates to special interest groups, right. high-powered companies to spend more money on their particular candidates, which was, I mean, I loved it when the Supreme Court, that was a step in the right direction. Right. They reversed that. Yep. They reversed that, and they actually showed it on the screen. And Samuel Alito, who apparently Supreme Court Justice, yeah, yeah, who is you know he's, he's like the, he's like the new conservative guy. He's something who was you know someone who clearly, clearly has too much starch in his underwear. I got to talk to Mrs. Alito and tell her to lighten things up a little bit. Somebody got to tell him to go with the cotton brief, or at least the boxer or, brief. It gives you all of the support. Or even if he's yeah. going to wear the same briefs, maybe the extra soft downy. I see what you're saying in the wash. But uh, Samuel Alito apparently uh, was seen on screen. Shaking his head, saying, not true, not true. Right. But uh, I appreciated Barack stepping out and saying that in the State of the Union address. I think it's not something normally said. Needed to be in the diss of the Supreme Court. I thought was well-deserved. Yeah, the only two parts I really enjoyed was that mildly, and then when he told his own party to sit down. <laughs> I, I missed that. Do you remember that? when He was talking about, uh, we all have to work together. We all have to do this. We all have to do that. And some Democrats started to stand up. He was, no, 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 I'm talking to you, too. We all have to work together. Good. I think that's one part where I truly enjoyed it. Good. Yeah. But yeah. otherwise, to me, the State of the Union is just all lip. You just go up there and you talk and you talk and you talk. And really, does that mean anything? No. It's just kind of a throw out as to where we are and what we hope to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Little sports guys talk politics. We did enough uh, yesterday. yesterday. We were yes. heavy into sports guys talk politics. Finally, as we wind up the show, we have to um, finally. Compliment here a little bit in the city of Chicago. Our first NBA All-Star. Brian, you can comment on the All-Star selections. That's one All-Star game, by the way. The Pro Bowl? Football? Eh. NBA All-Star game? Fun to watch, I think. Again, you're a basketball guy. I I find it... See, I don't like sports where they score nonstop. I I, I like something where there's defense involved. And the NBA All-Star game does not provide defense. Hey, Toto! 130 to 147 is not a score that you don't think might happen. You know, it's just one of those things I can't stand it. But you're right. You know, Derrick Rose, first All-Star since Michael Jordan for the Chicago Bulls. Congratulations. 1998. 11 years since we've had an All-Star. That's how bad it's been. That's that's not good. But the kid's been playing unbelievably well, especially as of late when they've kind of just let them loose. Said, hey... Go recreate, have fun, do what you got to do. <laughs> recreate. Basically, they, they they took away the playbook. They're like, this has not been working. Here's the ball, Derek. Yeah, go have fun. Mm-hmm. You know, and try to learn to play some defense. Mm-hmm. And since then, he has been outstanding. It looks like he's figured things out. And now I'm just more excited because now there's rumors that the the Bulls are looking to make a trade before the trade deadline with one of the big name stars who wants a long term contract, where it be a Bosch, where it be a Stoudemire. I mean, that could be a team that you put a couple of guys on it with Rose. Could be outstanding. Chicago Bulls would like to announce a trade. Lindsey Hunter, 42-year-old guard, has been traded to the Miami Heat for Dwayne Wade. The worst Vinny trade Negro of all time. Claims that he thinks it will help the Chicago Bulls. But the loss of Lindsey Hunter will hurt, says Coach Del Negro. Lindsey Hunter, the fourth coach actually, on the bench. Because... <laughs> He's actually cool. You, you like Lindsey Hunter? If, if there's an athlete in Chicago, top five of guys I'd like to get to know better, 
sit down and have a little breakfast with. He looks like a pretty fun guy. Because and he's the your, player, the players well, love because him. he's your age. Yeah. <laughs> Lindsey Hunter is just up yeah. there, he's man. Like, he's like a father to all the kids. Yeah, you look at his... Because he's uh, older than most of their fathers. Well, <laughs> he's got a gut, too. Like, Lindsey does not look like the Lindsey Hunter I saw 20 years ago. Yeah. He, he looks like just kind of the old guy playing in the park. Like, hey, what's up, guys? Yeah, back when I was good. Yeah, that was a good time. <laughs> All right. We've uh, covered a cornucopia of sports today, Brian, and uh, a lot of fun stuff over the weekend for PGA Golf to the Australian Open Winter Olympics. I'll be watching Johnny Weir replays, Ugh. and, of course, you'll be watching the Senior Bowl and also the Pro Bowl. Senior Bowl, Pro Bowl, uh, I'll throw in the smattering of hockey, and this is the weekend. And that mixed martial arts. Mixed martial arts, and then uh, this is the weekend that I will put some effort into college basketball. Very nice. So, so that's Very what I'm in for. On behalf of all the college basketball fans out there, we couldn't care less. I know. <laughs> all right, David Olson's been a rough week for Dave on the other side of the glass. We appreciate the uh, the upkeeper, Andy Myers, our engineer, who got us back on the air today. We appreciate it. Chris Whitting, our general manager. We haven't seen him for a week, so I'm not going to thank him. Brian Bauer, thank you for coming in. Our listeners out there, we much, much appreciate your joining us on the Talk Zone. Have a great weekend. We'll do it Monday, 10 o'clock Central Time. Until then, bye-bye. Bye-bye.